Yo, what's up? How's everyone doing? Welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. I'm Hannah, and this podcast is my lifetime documentation of the journey that God has chosen for me to travel. Let's get into today's topic. Hello, everybody. Okay, listen. Um, I'm in my car, so if you can't hear me, <laughs> I can't hear myself because I'm going to be driving. So, uh, you know. Um, I just wanted to come on. I, 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 um, <laughs> just felt like talking. But, um, yeah, so good. Whatever time you're listening to this, I hope you're having a great day. Um, and, you know, welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. Um, I am Hannah, as you heard in the intro. Uh, you know, okay, let me just be real. I need the grace to grow. I need the grace to grow. I need to learn how to be compassionate and how to just let things go, like, genuinely. Just learn to, like, let things go. Like, it's really not that big of a deal, but then I just hold on to it. But basically what's happening is my roommates are, you know, at it again. (laughs) Um, And something that is becoming evidently clear to me is that my roommates are not true friends. Now, granted, I put this expectation on them of being a true friend when they didn't deserve, earn, or even want that term. Like, they didn't necessarily warrant um, or show that they truly wanted that that uh, level of friendship to be a tr- considered a true friend. But in my eyes, because we were living together, I thought that that denoted a sense of intimacy that I felt like we would be uh, true friends for one another. Um, and I even considered previously, prior to this living situation, these people or at least a couple uh, of them as true friends. Now that I'm looking at it, though, my definition of true friends has drastically changed. And I think that this is something that I'm starting to learn about myself and about God, is that whenever God wants to show me something about myself, when he wants to redefine me or when he wants to redefine something that I thought of, he always brings in my life people who directly contradict what I believe. Literally, every time. Last year, he brought in my life Miss Georgetti. And Miss Georgetti directly contradicted everything that I believed in teaching. She directly contradicted my entire teaching philosophy. But I didn't understand what my entire teaching philosophy was until I had her as a CT. And then I came to recognize that oh, this is what I believe my philosophy is. This is how I operate as a teacher, and this is what I think. You know what I mean? And so it's just interesting to see that happening again. Now, Miss Georgetti, she's not a bad person. I'm not going to demonize her. I'm not going to blow her up to be a horrible human being. She's not. She's a cool person who did what she needed to do, uh, but it just arose in me a recognition of, my true values, and my true philosophy as a teacher. And so, that being said, I've been able to, this year, walk in boldness because I recognize who I am as a teacher, because I recognize what I value. And something that's been coming become clearer to me, even like yesterday, last night, this came to me, is that the two biggest things that I, the three biggest things that I am on, and they all start with A's, the three biggest things that I am on is affirmation, appreciation, and academics. When I, as a teacher, affirmation is huge.
huge for me. I feel like that's the first step. If you feel loved and valued, if you feel affirmed in the classroom, you are willing and ready to move into appreciating other people, to appreciating yourself, to appreciating what the classroom environment has to hold. Then after affirmation, it all starts with affirmation. After affirmation goes into appreciation. If you're able to appreciate what we're doing, if you're able to appreciate your peers, appreciate what you bring to the table, then you are able to go into academics, where now, because you have that affirmation, you have that self-esteem, because you are now being appreciated by your peers and you're peer appreciating your peers, you're appreciating things like nature and culture, and you're appreciating things like art and media and careers, like those are things that you begin appreciating. Now, when we pull into the academics, you're able to make meaningful connections to the academics because you've already been affirmed and because you've already developed a sense of appreciation. And so I think that that's kind of like the tiered structure that I'm starting to see as a teacher. That's what I value. And even, like, one of the biggest things for me is affirmation. I love telling my students how much I love them, and I love telling my students what specifically I love about them. But none of this would have been brought about had I not had that experience with Ms. Jenk, I mean, with Ms. Uh, Giorgetti. It was a horrible experience. It was hard. Every day I was crying because I was like, I don't know what to do. And yet, I came out on the other side able to act in boldness. Literally, even this year, I began teaching my students about race. I began talking about topics that are really hard with my students. Why? Because I recognize that that's what I value as a teacher. I value transparency. I value making things relatable. And so now I'm able to transcend that over to the students that I work with. Now, I, like I said, none of that would have happened had I not had that experience last year. Bear with me, bear with me, bear with me. Last year was tumultuous. Last year had me in literal agony. <laughs> not literal agony. Now, I'm being, I'm being uh, dramatic. That's very hyperbolic of me. But it was rough. It was rough. Everyone who was with me in that season knows that it was rough. And so, therefore, it was, it was, it was hard, but I grew out of it, and now I recognize what I value, and I'm able to step into that boldly. And now I'm starting to see that same thing coming to pass here with my roommates. My roommates aren't horrible people. I'm not going to stand here and demonize and villainize them. They're not horrible people. But what I begin to recognize is a new definition of what true friendship actually looks like. And this is something that I see actually reflected in the scriptures between David and Jonathan. And it's something that I see reflected in my personal life between myself and Kamari and other people who I see are genuine friends. This is what I've come to recognize as true friendship. And Kamari actually prompted me this uh, yesterday, and that's why I ended up defining it, but I didn't realize that the definition is actually from and based off of the experience I recently had. So Kamari texted me yesterday, and she said, hey, I'm doing a research, I'm about to considering doing a research project. I want to hear your response to this. And so she said, a true friend blank. And I filled in the blank, and this is my definition of a true friend. Now, it's still in the work. I'm still trying to find a way to, to, to eloquently phrase it. But thus far, my, my response to that was, a true friend is someone who respects and honors your core values and your convictions. Now, this is what I mean by that. A true friend respects and honors you as an individual so much that even if they don't agree with your convictions, even if they don't agree with your core values, even if they don't have those same core values or convictions, because they respect you, they respect 
affects what you value. And so if you value, uh, like, what, let's, uh, let's just go back to the roommate situation. Because I, I have a conviction of not wanting to have young men stay over, that's something that is a, a huge belief of mine, a huge conviction of mine, to not have young men stay the night. And so a true friend in that situation would say, oh, since you have such a, a big conviction on this, because the Holy Spirit has convicted you so heavily that you don't feel comfortable having young men stay the night, let me not do that to you. Let me just say, okay, all right, I know that I want to have this young man over, but because it makes you uncomfortable, I just, I won't have him over. We'll figure out something else. But that's not what's happening. What's happening is, despite me continuously expressing, which I'm no longer, they already know how I feel, so I'm no longer expressing it. I've been avoiding conversations with them, as a matter of fact, because I've already expressed how I feel. How much more can I express that I feel uncomfortable with something? And y'all still want to do what you want to do anyway. You know what I mean? Y'all still want to have a conversation and talk about, oh, I want to know if my boyfriend can stay over for the holidays. If I don't, if I already expressed that I don't feel comfortable with them staying on a regular day, what makes you think that I'm going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, I totally feel comfortable with him staying over for the holidays? <laughs> no. And so a true friend in that situation would say, Hannah, since that's a conviction of yours, since that's something that's a core principle to you, I value you and respect you so much. I honor you so much, and I honor your decision that I'm not going to sit here and act in contradiction to what your convictions are and act in contradiction to what your core values and core principles are. That's what a true friend would say. A true friend would say, I honor you and I value you so much. I value our relationship so much that I'm willing to sacrifice this little hard thing, which is not having somebody over, so that you can feel comfortable. That's all. And so I just recognize these people aren't my true friends, <laughs> you know. They're acquaintances, really, at the end of the day, because they're seeking to do what's best for them, what they want to do, and it's selfish, really. But I can't expect more from them because we're not at that level, and we, we never were to begin with. I was under the pretension that we were solely because we were in proximity-wise, we were intimate because we're so close to one another. We live with one another. And so I had this false idea of them actually valuing me as an individual. And while they may value me to some degree, that's not to negate the value that they actually have of me. They don't value me and respect me enough to actually sacrifice their selfishness for me. And I can't expect them to because we're not at that level. And so that's been a learning experience for me, but it's helped me define what is a true friend. It's helped me define what do I consider a true friend to be. And actually, as a matter of fact, since I'm at a stoplight, I can read you the definition that I wrote down. It probably is going to be reverberating the same thing that I've already just said, but I just want to say what I actually wrote down. So what I wrote down was a true friend is someone who respects and honors your core values, convictions, and commitments. Oh, yeah, I said that too, and commitments. Even if they don't agree or don't have those same core values, convictions, or commitments, they respect you so much that they honor what you value and believe. So basically, if you have certain commitments and you say, hey, I can't do this because I got to go, whatever, whatever, they're not saying they're talking to myself, oh, but why not? Why? Like a true friend is like, okay, I understand that you got that going on. Like, go ahead and do what you got to do to your previous commitments. I recognize that it may be an inconvenience for me, but because it's something. 
why you view respect or you are already doing, like, then I will just value you and respect you so much that I I will do that too. You know what I mean? And I shared this with my mom, and my mom said one thing. She reminds me of a verse in Scripture where it talks about Paul. And Paul was saying, basically in reference to believers who were maturing still, I mean, we're all maturing believers, but basically believers who were kind of at the beginning of their faith, he was saying that, he was basically saying, he was like, uh, yes, everything is lawful for me to do, but everything, but it doesn't mean that I get, basically saying, like, I can do anything I want, but just because I can do anything I want doesn't mean I should do anything I want because there are other people who might fall because of it. So basically, he was talking about, everybody was like, oh, should you eat meat? Should you not eat meat? Should you eat this? Should you not eat this? Because whatever, whatever, all the traditions that they had and all this stuff like that. And Paul was basically saying, like, whether I eat this or not, it doesn't matter. But if it causes my brother or sister in Christ to fall, then I am going to not eat that in front of them. I'm not going to sit here and eat pork chops when I know that my brother and sister is trying to be a vegetarian. I'm not going to sit there and do it because I know that that's disrespectful to them because it goes against what they value. If you sit there and go against what people value, of course these values need to be righteous values. If you sit there and go against what people value, you're not being a true friend and you're not looking out for your brother and sister in Christ. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say who's Christian and who's not, but I'm just saying to be Christ-like is to unselfishly live is to let go of what you want in order to, and what's convenient to you, in order to honor and respect, to uplift your brother and sister in Christ. That's it. And so I just recognize this is my new definition of true friendship. And so I'm glad that I went through this situation because I feel like it helped me define in my own kind of experience what true friendship looks like. And as a result, God brought about this, this new uh, definition that is helping me understand where to place people in my life. And so now I recognize that, like, my family is the closest thing to me. And my family consists of my brother, Isaac, my sister, Andrea, my mama, my daddy. It consists of uh, kind of in in another shorter outer rim, consists of my extended family that I'm close to, which is my mom, you know, best friend, and their whole family. And then it also consists of uh, my older brother as well. Then, honestly, though, I don't even know because I'm not even really close to him. I hope one day, Lord, I pray one day that we can be close. Um, but honestly, my older brother and I are not close. And that's the fact. I mean, not, not like any, like, hard feelings or anything, but, like, we're just not close. So, like, I'm super close with, like, my younger brother and my younger sister. But my older brother, like, I barely talk to him. And we barely know. We barely, we keep in touch every now and then, but like he's not somebody that I would like go to to talk to about whatever. You know what I mean? Anywho, um, but I love him. Though. I love him. Peace to him. Peace to him. But yeah, and then on, on the outer rim is true friends. And honestly, I probably only have one true friend, and that's Kamari. Actually, I got two, and that's God and Kamari. Uh, but uh, I'm recognizing how slim that true friends category is. And then after that becomes the, the category for acquaintances. Honestly, at this point, I'm not even considering other people my friends. I don't know. I need to look into the definitions of friendship because there probably is a difference between true friends and friends, or it probably is a distinction between, like, uh, 
like, friend and acquaintance. I don't know. But all I know is everybody else in my life falls under the acquaintance category. Like, I really don't consider anyone else a friend because no one else really acts like a friend, really. And and I don't – and maybe I don't act like a friend to them, but they also don't act like a friend to me. Um, and so, yeah, that was just interesting to see. I'm just rambling, like, literally making no sense going off the top of my dome right now. But I hope it makes sense to some degree. All I want to say is, just like last year when I was struggling with Mr. Jetty, who directly contradicted everything I believed in, this year, likewise, I have people that I'm living with who directly contradict what I believe in. And as a result, I'm finding out what I believe in, and I'm able to now come to a, a, come to a definition that God wanted me to learn so that I can grow. And, you know, hopefully they grow from this situation, too. I wish the best for them. Honestly, I'm not mad at them. I don't hate them. I just have to learn how to reprioritize them. And I recognize, and that's what uh, Andy Minio was saying in his song. He was saying, I don't hate you. I just got to reprioritize you in his song called Priorities. He was literally saying that. He was like, I don't got no hard feelings towards you. All I recognize is that I can't do this no more. I can't still be extending myself for you when you don't want to make sure that I'm, I'm covered, too. That's not how this works. And it's not equally yoked. That's another thing I recognize is that true friends are equally yoked. I give, you give, we both receive, we both grow. And that's not what's happening here. It's very much like I give, they take. I give, they take. It's hostile. It's like it's like every time I give, some part of me is gone. Like some something that I do is gone. It's not being, I'm not being filled up. And they're not filling me up. And and I'm, I, I, so at this point, I'm like, I don't feel like y'all look no more because, like, I ain't got no energy. You know what I'm saying? But I got no hard feelings for them. I, I wish them the best. I wish them peace. I also wish that God brings about conviction in their hearts. Uh, but I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, but, yeah. So, anywho, it's just been one of those things that's frustrating because they still want to act like they're whatever, and, and it's at this point where I'm like, so I don't care. Do whatever you want to do because you've already been doing that anyway. So stop coming up to me asking me, <laughs> asking me, Hannah, how do you feel about this? Uh, one of the roommates talked about, oh, yeah, I wanted to have my boyfriend over for the holidays because, you know, it's my birthday. Girl, I don't care about the excuses. Just have him over. You already have him over every day. So, like, why not just go ahead and keep doing what you're doing? Why are you going to ask questions now? Huh? Oh, because you want me to co-sign what you're doing. You want me to uh, agree with what you're doing. No. <laughs> no, ma'am. And so at this point, I told them, I was like, hey, I'm not going to be here, so I don't care what you do. And it almost got me to the point of cussing. And it almost got me to the point of being rude. I was literally about to text back in the group chat because they want to talk about let's have a conversation on Sunday. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going. We already talked, and y'all already know how I feel about having guys stay tonight. So if that's how I already feel on a regular day, what makes you think that for the holidays I'm going to change my mind? No. Uh, and so I'm just going to say I already expressed how I feel in our past roommate meeting and in our lease. Uh, that's it. And I'm, I'm not even going to go. Uh, and they texted in a group chat. And I almost texted back, and I almost said, y'all, I almost said, I almost said to them, I almost said, y'all already agreed that y'all don't mind having guys stay tonight. So do what you want to do. I'm not going to be there, so do what you want to do. That's literally what I was going to say. And I was going to say, I don't see what the point is in meeting if <laughs> y'all already decided that y'all don't mind have guys over. Like, all it is is going to be another situation that's three-on-one. And I honestly, I don't care. I'm going to let it go. Part of me wants to get angry. Part of me wants to fight back. 
But, like, really, there's no point in fighting back because I'm going to leave anyway. By December 4th, I'm out of here. Like, I'm literally going to be gone for that whole month of December. And I'm planning on moving out. I'm planning on going and getting another apartment anyway. So, like, what's the point of arguing? What's the point of fighting? It's just going to be nonsense. You know what I mean? It's going to be nonsense. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all do whatever you want to do. Do whatever the heck you want to do. I don't care. At this point, I'm done. I'm over it. Y'all can do whatever you want to do. You was already doing it anyway. <laughs> so just keep going. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you can take that up with God, and you can take that up with the landlord, however that works out. But it's none of my business, and I don't even care. But I am going to let my landlord know that I'm going to be subleasing, and I'm going to be moving out. Um, yeah. And that's it. That's that on that. <laughs> that's that on that. Um, yeah, so we're good, you know, um, but it just was interesting to see that every time I get in a situation that frustrates me, that irritates me, that causes me to feel like everything I know is being challenged, it's always something that comes out of it. I always learn something out of it, and in this situation, I learned what true friends look like. And I recognize that everybody else does not matter to me. Not even. Like, you you guys are cool, but you're not my priority. My priority is to graduate. My priority is, to, and I literally told my mom this yesterday. I said, these are my three goals for the end of the semester. This is my three goals. My first goal <laughs> is to be closer to God for reading my Bible and praying every day. My second goal is to complete my coursework with good grace. My third goal is to be present and to prioritize my family and my best friends. That's it. Everybody else, I don't I could care less about you. If it just so happens that we whatever, whatever, we link up, we hang out with okay, cool, great, fine. But nobody else is my priority because they don't treat me like a priority, so I don't have to treat them like a priority. You know what I'm saying? Like it has to be mutual. At some level in your life, you gotta have people who are mutual. Liberty, liberty, liberty. You know what I'm talking <laughs> If you don't get the reference, uh, watch the Liberty Mutual version. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's gotta be mutual at some point. And so, yeah, I uh, just recognize, like, I'm li- truly learning what true friendship looks like. And another question that Kamari asked me, she said, uh, like, what is your ideal partner or something like that? Um, and I told her, I said, my ideal partner is someone who is a true friend that I feel like I could live with. Like, not even feel like, that I know I wouldn't mind living with. Because I hate living with people. After this experience, I recognize just how much I do not like living with people. So if I were to get a husband anytime soon, not even anytime soon, whatever God gives me the gift of having a husband, I need that husband to not only be a true friend, meaning he respects and honors and values my core values, convictions, and commitment, and doesn't make me compromise them. Because that's another thing. These roommates, it's not that they aren't, they're not being respectful, but also they, they are, they're literally forcing me to compromise what I value. They're forcing me to compromise on my convictions. And I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's fair for me to have to compromise on a conviction that I have in order to stay pure. You know what I mean? And so that's what I'm saying, and it's transferring over to the situation with my my, my ideal partner.
true friend who respects and honors and values me so much, and likewise I him, they value me so much that they will respect and honor my core values, my commitment, and not make me feel like I have to compromise and not force me to compromise too. And I, and I don't mind living with them because living with people is gross. Uh, you know, my mama told me at the beginning of this. She said, Hannah, <laughs> she said, you might not want to live, you might not want to live with people. And I told her, no, no, no. I love these girls. They're great. They're a part of the navigators. We're like, we're so close. Nah. After this, I realized we ain't really that close. <laughs> we ain't really that close, G. I could drop any of them at a minute. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to be rude and just cut them off. But what I'm saying is like, none of them are a priority right now. And I, and I finally came to realize what a priority looks like in my life and to commit to those people. To commit to those people who are there in every season. To commit to those people who regardless of what I do or what they do, we're always there for one another. That is the type of people that I'm going to commit to. Everybody else, it's fun to hang out with. It's fun to be with. They're great companions, people to just have fun and laugh with, but they are no longer a priority for me. And so I will no longer feel like I have to extend myself for them. You know what I mean? Not as, not overly extending myself. Occasionally I might extend myself as God gives me the grace to do so, but I'm not forcing myself to be doing more under the pretense that we're close. No, that's no longer happening. So, like I said, every year, <laughs> every semester, I have a challenge that brings about in me a new core value. Last year, it brought about in me the core value of what it looks like to be a teacher. This year, it brought about the core value of what it looks like to be a true friend. I'm excited to see what next semester is going to bring. You know what I mean? I hope next semester gives me a little bit of a break, <laughs> a little bit of breathing room, if you will. But I know that every time that God challenges me, I grow from it, I learn from it, and I get better because of it. And so, I, you know, while I hate being challenged and while I hate uh, this situation and I'm ready to leave, I also know that it's brought about in me so much change and growth, um, and it's shown me who I am. It's shown me what I already have. It's shown me that God has already placed in me a spirit of tenacity, a spirit that's willing to fight for what I believe in, and a spirit that's not easily shaken. Like, these people really want me to bend on my beliefs. They really want me to say, oh, yeah, it's fine for guys to stay the night. And I don't feel that that's fine. And so I'm not going to force myself to feel that it's fine just because they feel like it's fine and just because they think they're comfortable with it. I'm not comfortable with it. So, like, it showed me that I have this boldness, this fearlessness within me, um, and it brought, it was brought about, and I just am very grateful for that. I'm very grateful for the woman that God has made me to be, and I'm very grateful for these learning experiences. I hope that everyone listening, that you can also see your challenges the same way, that you can see your challenges, your moments where it's super rough and it's hard to grapple with, and you really have to kind of fight back and forth, back and forth, back and forth about these things. I hope that you guys can see those experiences as moments that empower you, as moments that enlighten you, and as moments that grow you closer toward your purpose in God. So there's a reason why these things happen. They don't just happen out of nowhere. They don't just happen because whatever, whatever. I feel like God actually divinely orchestrated this. He worked it out in such a way that I would have this experience so that I could grow and so that I could redefine what it looks like to be a true friend and what it looks like for my ideal husband. And I think that especially for the part about ideal husband, that has been essentially helpful to me because it has shown me what I should be looking for as I'm considering dating people. As I'm considering getting closer to people or I'm sitting here thinking, man, I really 
I could date this person. Like, learning this and having this experience has shown me that I'm not just going to be out here willy-nilly dating anybody, that I'm dating or considering to date people who are actually true friends. And with that, I mean, hey, listen, with that, <laughs> I don't know how much else clear I could get. I mean, I've explained everything. I feel like it came to a nice, pretty wrapped up bow. I want to say thank you all for listening. I pray that you're encouraged by this, and I pray that this just enlightens you and helps you through any situation that you're going through. Recognize that all of your challenges, every single challenge that you face is for a purpose. Every single challenge that you face is developing your character, and I feel like that's exactly what's happening to me now as I'm recognizing I'm, I'm going through character development, essentially. I'm recognizing what I already have as characteristics that God has deposited in me, and I'm seeing them grow and I'm seeing them form, and he's also showing me uh, just the value that I place on certain things. And so with that, everybody, I hope y'all have a beautiful, blessed day. Um, I love each and every one of you, even though I don't know you. I hope y'all are doing great. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. And, and let me say this. <laughs> and, and let me say this. God is good. All the time, all the time, God is good. Ain't that what they said? I believe it. I believe it. I decree it. Um, I hope y'all have a blessed day. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for bringing about this revelation and for helping me to understand this um, in a different light. I thank you so much that this situation did not take me out because the enemy was trying to take me out with this situation. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And so I thank you so much, Lord, that you are showing me what it looks like to grow and develop my character as an individual in Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, peace out, everybody. Y'all have a y'all have a great day. All right.